The very idea repulsed me. No matter who asked, my answer would be a hard no. Sure, most of the time I might eat things past their sell-by or, or best-by dates, but the idea of eating something older than the Great Wall of China, tasting something older than the Greek Parthenon, the idea that something that old could be edible, ugh, I find absolutely revolting. But honey is one of those few items that last forever. And we as human beings like the idea of things lasting a really long time. For instance, if we decide to re-roof our homes, one of the factors that we would consider is how long do we want this roof to last? Do we want a 30-year roof? A 50-year roof? We place value on things that last. So when we heard the reading of the Ten Commandments this morning, we are hearing a set of laws, a covenant that has lasted for thousands and thousands of years. This covenant, these Ten Commandments, have changed the relationship between the Israelites and God. It's here, in the shadow of the mountain, in the hot sands of the Sinai Desert, that God will change the dynamic of a relationship between God and God's people. Before, the Israelites have been passive beneficiaries of God's active role in deliverance. Not so long ago, God sent Moses to Pharaoh to demand their freedom. God then coerced this, that tyrant king of Egypt into setting them free. Shortly thereafter, God performed wonders at the sea, and God has continued to supply the Israelites with food and water as they roam around the desert. Yet now, God will offer them the opportunities to become active participants in God's work in the world. God's goal in establishing this covenantal relationship found in the Ten Commandments is to forge a special kind of relationship between God and those whom God has delivered, a relationship sealed by a covenant which would establish Israel as a treasured people, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Even though the laws against murder, theft, and lying are common prohibitions throughout many Near Eastern cultures, in several ways, the Ten Commandments are unique and speak about God's desire for an ongoing relationship with humankind. First of all, everyone, all the people of Israel, become partakers in the covenant. It's not just an exclusive agreement to those in leadership. There is no that's right, zero, no parallels in record history of a nation entering into a long-lasting, unending covenantal agreement that isn't between two sovereign leaders. In the Ten Commandments, everyone is included in God's covenant, not just the leadership. No one is left out. There are no exceptions. Everyone is in. The obligations to keep these commandments is also national societal, communal, and individual. Repeatedly, in these last four books of the Pentateuch, God stipulates that these laws are to be read publicly and frequently. This easy access to the laws and to the rules of society is so different from the cultural norm. In ancient Greece, 
roughly a thousand years after Moses, the law of Athens remained the exclusive knowledge of the nobility, and the law's publication was forbidden. Yet in ancient Israel, the mass distribution and study of the law in all its details was a major priority and a religious duty. In the following centuries of Israelite history, the nation's faithfulness is measured and determined by the people's ability to keep the commandments. This accessible covenant between God and God's people is deeply concerned with internal relationships within the community. There is a relational component to how the people of God are supposed to treat each other. God is clear. And God's clearly and deeply concerned about the conduct of the people living under the covenant. In a big, bold move, God delineates clearly and precisely what it will take to establish essentially a different kind of society from any that existed before. It's the relational aspect of the Ten Commandments that means that they cannot simply be plucked from Scripture and plastered on a wall. Instead, the Ten Commandments must be understood in the context of the Israelites being united by a common shared trauma, the trauma of slavery. They also share the common experience and challenge of liberation. In the middle of the pain, the discomfort, and the fear, wandering in this hot, harsh Sinai desert, destination unknown, God reveals to God's people a vision of a new way of life and a new way to be united with God and with each other. Even in the pain and anguish of the wilderness, God continues to reveal God's self. We too are in the wilderness, the wilderness of COVID, the wasteland of an election season, the desert in an economic sandstorm. Yet despite the stress and anguish that we are feeling during this most challenging time, God's covenant beckons. Imagine if we were partners in this covenant that God is offering, if we followed our Jewish neighbors and committed to the Ten Commandments on a national, communal, and individual level. Would we be more kind? Would we be more loving? Would we be more gracious? The Ten Commandments are timeless. The Ten Commandments can light the way. They call all of humanity into a timeless relationship with God. And just like honey, these commandments are life-giving. They sustain us, and they prompt us to live out God's great care and love for humankind. Amen.